the SA scene. Taking you inside the Festival State's tennis community, thanks to Langman and Lay Elite Tennis Academy. Providing coaching for all standards and ages in a group or private setting at Glen Lee Tennis Club. Inquire at LLETATennisAcademy at gmail.com or follow on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Welcome to Edition 9 of Season 2 of the SA Scene. I'm Bevan Jones where each month I take you inside the South Australian tennis community. In our ninth edition for 2023, I catch up with Tom Collins for the very first time, who recently finished runner-up in a prestigious event in Adelaide. And we welcome Francie Kiriaki back for the second time to hear about the exciting award she's been nominated for, as well as why 2023 has been a big year for her so far. Hey Bevan, thanks for having me. Now, we recently had the Masters Games in Adelaide and obviously a, a fantastic event and I saw your socials, you were just having an absolute blast. Uh, tell us about your involvement there with tennis and everything else that was going on there at the Masters Games. Playing the Masters Games, it was a very last minute inspired. A few of my mates were playing and um, I guess they convinced me to throw my name in the hat. Um, I haven't played competitive tennis, especially singles, in uh, 22 years and for me, it was breaking personal barriers. Um, about three years ago, when um, I was diagnosed with um, uh, MS, um, I had doctors saying to me, "Oh, it's best you go back to the corporate world and, and this and that." And you know, when you've got that doubt kind of in your mind, I was like, "No, nah, you know what? I'm going to prove these people wrong." And I guess this was my opportunity. And, uh, and I played uh, mixed doubles and singles. Um, mixed doubles I played with um, SA's uh, um, strength and conditioning king Andrew Ferner and uh, he well and truly uh, um, was great support on the mixed doubles court and we got gold, gold in the mixed doubles um, and in the singles I finished up with a silver but it wasn't necessarily the silver medal that um, was my highlight um, you know when I saw the draw there was um, there was a player in the draw that uh, is it was a childhood friend of mine, or was a childhood friend of mine, is a really good friend of mine now. And to be honest, I almost like wrote, wrote myself off that game before I even went on the court. I went in there and I got three love up, and it actually it took me to to get three love up to actually find that sense of self belief. In that moment, you know, I was like, I had in the back of my mind like physically I have never been great on a singles court I had all this doubt going through my mind but I'm like play each point at, at, just stay at, stay in each point don't look at the score just focus on on the present moment and in the end I got up um, and I literally got silver medal by only one game um, my first game was absolutely woeful um, the first game I played I went down and I it was the first singles game I'd played in 22 years and my body just felt like a dead weight. And thankfully I was on the grounds of my gym. So I literally removed myself from um, the tournament. I went and threw myself in the plunge ball, woke my body up and um, and the the second singles game was uh, a whole different ball game. So yeah, was um, really, uh, really happy with the results. And, you know, I, I feel that tournament helped me break um, some personal barriers and, prove things to myself that I guess I didn't think I could do anymore. It looked like a, a fantastic event as well from, from everything that I saw on the socials and it's like something that you know the whole of Australia gets behind and it must have been pretty special for you to be involved in it as well and again congratulations on that gold and silver. 
Yeah, thank you. So the Masters Games, it actually um, is a multi-sport event that attracts people um, from around Australia and it, it's um, a great event which injects um, so much uh, so much tourism into our state. Um, not only was there the tennis aspect, but there was lots of lots of events throughout the week. You know, hot dub time machine at the drive was probably the highlight of my week. You'd think the tennis was the highlight of my week, but it was actually the event that was phenomenal. Um, the drive has become like the mecca of entertainment in. Um, in SA um, and you know uh, they've put heaps of work into it so uh, rightfully so. Um, the opening ceremony was great, I don't know how but I ended up somehow um, leading the tennis. They, the, these ladies from interstate threw me in the deep end and I ended up leading uh, leading the, the, t- the tennis with the sign and the banner so that was a bit of a buzz. Um, but um, yeah, all round great organised tournament. You know, it was a bit. I rocked up at the tournament desk on the first day, and one of the the tournament directors, um, I said to him, like, I said, oh, this is feeling a little bit um, nostalgic because um, the same guy that was sitting at the tournament desk when I went to check in was the same tournament desk that used, was the same guy that used to sit at the tournament desk when I was in my ten and under tournaments. 20, 25 years ago so um, it uh, it brought back some memories uh, to say the least. It's been a big year for you Francie and this year's got even better for you recently because you've been nominated for an amazing award as part of a breakback break and you mentioned before about MS and what you've been dealing with there. Tell us what this award means to you and a bit more about the award as well. The, the sports, so we've been, breakback has been um, selected as a finalist in the Sports SA Awards um, which um, for me um, is probably one of the biggest um, milestones for Breakback in the three years that we've been around. Um, you know, earlier in the year we um, we won the City of Charles Sturt Sports Awards in the, the Active Inclusion category. We've been um, selected as finalists in the Tennis SA Awards, I reckon for the last three years, but you know, we've got some strong competition there. Um, but the Sports SA Awards is, um, this one's hit different for me. Um, you know, seeing, seeing that we're up against, um, you know, uh, Saka and um, I think it's Surf Lifesaving as well. Um, you know, knowing the work that have, have gone into these inclusive programs, um, it, it's nice to be recognised on that platform. And you've also won a new role recently at St Peter's College. Explain that more in, in more detail, Francie. Yeah, do you know what this this role at St Peter's College um, has uh, has definitely provided me with so much more work life balance. Um, I um, recently, about three months ago, I started at St Peter's College in an ESO role, which is an education support officer, um, which. Uh, I work with year four to six students, um, supporting teachers and students um, through their learning journeys. Um, you know, I guess what what's been um, what's been a little bit uh, interesting for me is, you know, some of the students on on the Sunday I'll be managing in the Super Tens program. And then on the Monday, I'll be teaching um, algebra and literacy. So, you know, uh, that's a bit mind blowing. And I guess going into Saints on my first day, 
the rumours going around um, the junior school um, cohort was the fact that, oh, you're a scout, you're a scout. And I'm like, boys, I'm not a scout, I'm a tennis coach. So, but obviously, you know, those, those messages have been going around um, the boys and only, only as recent as this week, we've gone back after the school holidays in a year six literacy session, um, lesson, one of the boys pulls me aside and says, Miss Kiriaku, I need help with, um, I need help with something. Can you come over here and look at my computer? No worries, I've walked over there. He showed me his computer. So this is my current UTR, he says to me. He goes, before the holidays, it was this. And I'm like, I said, that's great. It's so good that, you know, you've, put, you've, you've achieved this over your, over your holiday period, but can we have this conversation another time because uh, we, we need to get this literacy done before the before lunchtime so um but yeah you know what the the boys are great the teaching staff have been so supportive in the transition and the balance that this role has provided me and the stability um has been phenomenal um i guess at the beginning of every year i send my mentors a list of goals and the last goal that we had to tick for 2023 was stability in uh, like my career and or st- stability in a job and to be honest Saints hasn't been the first role I applied for um, there, there has been a lot of knockbacks um, and interview processes but I have been really selective in what I've been going for because for me you know stability is really important at the stage of the life my life i'm in um and uh you know what i I felt not settling prior um in the past with roles i've been um offered really paid off this time because you know saints now feels like home um the teaching staff you know and the students are uh, you know like your new family so yeah it's really exciting and we've talked about obviously how you're having such a big year Francie and I just don't know how you do it you've got three kids yourself and you're still managing to fiddle this stuff in how do you manage work-life balance because that must be a real challenge yeah you know what good question Bevan um, the last three years I I've burnt out numerous times and you think after the first the second time that you'd learn that you've, you've taken on too much um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, this is why stability with the Saints role was really important to me. Um, I also, I've, I've also discovered finding time for myself vital. So, you know, in the last three, four months, um, I've started um, a, at the gym, a fitness regime, It involves, you know, cardio, weights and private boxing lessons. Um, And this has, the last three, four months, having this schedule has really helped me be in the best place physically and mentally that I have ever been. And, and And now that I've actually gotten into that routine, it's a routine I refuse to compromise. Um, you know my boxing sessions I have never I train in a high altitude room I've got that privilege to train in the high altitude room and the first day I stepped in there I was like oh my god you know what I could hardly breathe but we persisted with it we persisted with it and you know my boxing coach is pretty damn tough on me when we're in there Um, and but that's what I want 
and the intensity it's literally my most intense hour of of my week but it's the hour of the week i i look forward to the most and without without this time to myself i would be no value to my kids or the players i coach or to the leaders that i to the leaders that i work for and i won't lie i actually have now with the saints role i have had the flexibility to be more selective of my tennis schedule um i have cut back on my coaching hours but on court coaching hours um, I'm trying to divert a little bit more into the administration side of tennis and the team management side of tennis. So obviously through my board role, my super tens um, coaching um, and things like that. Um, you know, there are a handful of clients that I do keep on at club level. Um, and those, those clients are the ones that have followed me for five, six years. You know, they're clients that travel from High Marsh Island to come and see me weekly. Now, there are so many clubs between High Marsh Island and um, and Glenlee Tennis Club, but these people come to me, and that's why when, when you recognise that loyalty in a client, you know, you're going to make time for them as well. And, you know, you know really shifted the focus now to family and my kids because um, my kids are growing up you know they're going to get to a stage where you know they're not going to want to spend time with mum anymore they're going to have you know their own friends and their their own jobs and stuff like that it's already tricky now like my eldest is has got her own her own job and getting our schedules to align is tricky um, but I think the healthier that you are the more you've got to give to your kids and other people where if you're pouring out of an empty glass um, that's not beneficial for anyone. Well Francie Kiriaku thank you so much again for coming on the SA scene what an unbelievable year you've had congratulations you deserve all the success with all the hard work you put in and I uh, look forward to speaking again in the future. Thanks so much Bevan. Great to catch up with Francie and hear about the fantastic award that she's been nominated for in relation to her breakback business, as well as why it's been a big year for Francie so far in 2023. To our next guest, Tom Collins, who's been a tennis nut ever since he was a little tucker. We find out about why Tom loves the sport so much and how he first got into it. The tournament which Tom recently played in, which recognised SA tennis coaching legend Peter Smith, in which Tom was runner-up. And we also find out about how Tom could potentially be representing his country in tennis. first started playing tennis when I was about five, six years old, and that was at uh, Corn Area School at like the community gym. That was through my mum and a number of other parents of the Corn Tennis Club, and basically they taught us the basic skills of tennis before hot shots. Oh, there you go. So you grew up as a country lad. Where did you yes, move to Adelaide? Yes, from Corn uh, originally, yeah. from Flinders Ranges. Yes. Yeah, beautiful. And when did you move to Adelaide? Uh, so I moved to Adelaide uh, in 2010 for boarding school. I went to Scotch College. What club were you playing for when you first moved over? Uh, so when I first moved over to Adelaide, I was playing for Denman Tennis Club, which was only about like, five minutes down the road from Scotch. So it was pretty ideal as a boarder terms of like traveling arrangements etc and then was able to just like get rides with families and friends from the club around Adelaide so yeah no it was good times I remember those times very vividly. And how'd you find the difference between you know moving from the country to to Adelaide where it's obviously a lot busier? Uh, no it wasn't too bad I mean the big thing I definitely saw was how much uh, everything was like competitive wise in the tennis scene compared to like um, in the country is a bit more like the social 
side of things. It was more like that social heat, whereas in Adelaide, it was, like, it was a very competitive environment. Now, you've made it very clear on social media for a number of years how much of a big fan you are with Roger Federer. Where did this love for, for Roger come from and, and what was it about him that you loved so much? Um, well, as far as I can recall uh, back to like early 2000s, uh, it was basically um, I fell in love with basically him as a player just because of how brilliant and elegant his forehand looked and how he always used to look like at the contact point etc and I was just like oh wow like I really want to um, copy that as a kid etc and then as I got older and older it sort of just became my obsession of um, how great he was basically and I'm just like yeah it was my idol always will be and I guess the way on the court and off the court as well he was such a, a, a gentleman as well is that sort of another reason what made you like him yeah absolutely just a real class uh, gentleman on and off court has um, great values as a person um, great sportsmanship all those all those qualities makes him a, a quality role model and a person that you inspire to like want to be like I noticed you changed your, your profile picture now to, to, to Kyle Sakharas is that uh, is that your new the new fan is that the, the new fan? Yeah, I'm, I'm a <laughs> big, big fan of um, Alcaraz. He's uh, quite the he's quite the like upcoming player, etc. He's got all the, all the shots, but he's he's just got that bit of X factor and like that craftiness that um, Federer had um, at a young age as well, which I really like. So it was he's a good player to watch. Um, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing him live in the com- coming years. And what do you love so much about tennis that's kept you in the game for so many years, Tom? Uh, probably the the two biggest things that I love so much about tennis in general is one, I love the one on one battle, etc. So I'm a very like competitive person, and uh, I just love that one on one battle, you versus your opponent. And you've got to be better than one person on the day. And as I've gotten older, I look at tennis as like a giant chessboard, and so basically it's like you coming up with the strategy ultimately to like achieve the goal of like beating your opponent, etc. So uh, the second thing is I really, uh, and I'm very thankful for this, is the amount of like friendships I've made like through my tennis journey, etc. So I've made many, many different friends all through like um, here in Adelaide, all through like country South Australia through my journey of playing tennis. Uh, some of them are my closest friends to this day. And uh, yeah, it's just um, have that unique bond of like, sharing like we enjoy playing tennis so nothing nothing better than like you're seeing someone like uh, at a local club in Adelaide or back home and just like catching up with them asking how they're going and so yeah it's I find that great that's one of my things I really enjoy about the game well I've had the actual joy of playing against you Tom down there in Melrose in a, in a wonderful competition and you've obviously been a part of that for a number of years what is it about the Melrose competition that you enjoy so much and and is there any other competition you know country South Australia that you like playing in as well yeah uh I really love like Melrose just because it's close to home near corn etc so I know so many locals and it was always uh growing up that was always the prestigious like Easter tournament uh throughout that region area etc and it's always just been like great company, great people. I met all my friends through like Glen Lee. That's sort of how I got joined up through Glen Lee was through through that tournament. So it was quite a unique like experience, like meeting everybody there. So um, besides that, Southern Southern Flinders Tennis Association, I still occasionally will go home 
and play for like Morchard, which is a small town just outside of Iru. So one of my um, good mates like runs that team. So whenever I got the chance, I normally say, hey, mate, yeah, I can play this weekend. He jumps at straight away to lock me in. So now I always, always enjoy going back to my country roots because I think it's important to um, recognise where you've come from and um, give back to where you came from. And uh, you recently finished runner-up in a prestigious tournament. That tournament's actually the Peter Smith Open, which is a, a PWI tournament, which is for uh, people and kids uh, with like intellectual and physical disability. So the tournament's actually named after him, um, from like for all his like service like to tennis here in um, SA. And so the actual tournament itself, um, you finished runner up in it though. That must have been pretty special. And um, yeah, explain the tournament and against some of the players that you got to play up against as well. Yeah, so I I didn't really um, have much expectations sort of going into the tournament, etc. So because it's um, uh, it was the first time I've ever competed um, under like the intellectual disability because I have Asperger's, which is a form of like autism. I had that my whole life, but it was only diagnosed um, when I was a teenager. Um, I've never competed under it beforehand, but um, one of my colleagues um, here in the office encouraged me to... Um, like participate because you just don't know um, until you don't try basically. And um, yeah, I had an absolute blast. So I was playing against um, all like adults um, around the country who had like similar like intellectual disabilities. Um, and then basically, yeah, managed to make the, fi- the final of the tournament and lost a really close battle, but I was a very thoroughly enjoyable experience. Congratulations on that. Unfortunately, like I said before, buggy couldn't go all the way, but really something you should be proud about, Tom. Um, yeah, and- no, it was, uh, it was definitely, yeah, definitely um, a proud moment for me, just sort of like um, representing like the, the SA side of things, etc. So, yeah, no, I look forward to um, hopefully doing that a few more times in the coming years. Could you see more tournaments like that down the track as well, you think? Yeah, yeah. It just uh, depends on uh, what my schedule is, how my life's going, etc. So it just, just depends if I can fit it in, if everything works out. So, yeah. And what about the rest of 2023? Obviously, we've got a few more months left in this year and then moving forward to 2024. What's the plans? Uh, so, yeah, so currently playing for Reed Park and uh, Glenlee Tennis Clubs and like Division 1, their respective competitions. So, one Saturday morning lawn and one is um, Glenelg Western District's hard, like Hardcourt Association. But I'm also uh, training and going to compete in like the national PWI in um, Melbourne in a few next month, etc. Late next month, so sort of like building my preparation and training towards that. So if I do really well there, I might get the opportunity to maybe represent Australia uh, next year. So it's sort of like a, uh, a goal of mine to sort of do really well there. And it's a big motivation because there's nothing better than pulling on the green and gold, I reckon. Yeah, no, absolutely. And if you were lucky enough to represent Australia, what would that competition be a part of? Uh, as far as my understanding, it would be representing PWI, um, Australian like, circuit, with all other like um, kids and adults across the world and basically playing in like tournaments um, overseas. I don't know too much about it <laughs> this stage because I haven't really like dulled much into it, but um, uh, I imagine that be the case. So I'm presuming that's to do with the intellectual disability that you were talking about before? 
Correct. Yes. Yes. Isn't it wonderful to, to think as well that um, obviously, you know, you've had your own challenges, but so good that you're able to play the game you love and, and potentially even represent your country doing what you love. Yes, correct. Yep. It'd be a massive honour. So, yeah, that's why I'm putting in the hard work and basically giving myself the best opportunity and best shot I can come next month. Well, all the best going forward for that, Tom. And uh, thanks so much for chatting us today on the SAC. Look forward to catching up again very soon. No worries. Thank you very much for having me. Fantastic to speak to Tom and hear about the recent success he's been having and his love of the great Roger Federer. Thanks for tuning in for the ninth of our monthly SAC podcast for 2023. If you have a guest idea, drop us a line at thefirstservesen at gmail.com. That's thefirstservesen at gmail.com. Catch you next time. The First Serve is your home of tennis at thefirstserve.com.au. Log on to find out all the details of our live radio show, other podcasts, Read weekly features by our team of writers and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and subscribe to our YouTube channel.